0: Welcome back to Considerations from the Country, from the Deeper Dive podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. Once again this week, joined by Deacon Bill Carter. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning. Today is Friday of the sixth week of Ordinary Time. It's also the optional memorial of the seven founders of the Order of Servites. Today, Deacon Bill is going to comment on we're continuing Mark's gospel. Uh, Yeah, from the gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? What could one give in exchange for his life? Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this faithless and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. He also said to them, Amen, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see
1: that the kingdom of God has come in power. Deacon Bill. So um, this section, as, as, uh, as, as marked out in the gospel, is called the conditions of discipleship. Of discipleship. Some translations call it the cost of discipleship. But what, what it really is is uh, kind of a checkpoint, kind of a let's see where we are as Jesus is moving along. So you've seen me uh, uh, perform all these miracles. There's been a lot of parables. This is a checkpoint. Okay, let's talk about what it means to follow me. This is not just be around so you can someday tell about the miracles you saw me do. This is you must follow me to follow me. And he literally says that. Um, that uh, we, we can't just just be along for the ride. We are committing ourselves to change what we are and who we are through our baptism to become true disciples of Jesus Christ, he says some words here that I, I think have probably over the years and in our culture have become sort of uh, maybe idiomatic, or or they don't they they just seem benign because we say them so often. But you you know this is your cross to bear. We say that all the time. Think of who is saying it and when he's saying it. He has not yet been crucified, and he's talking about bearing a cross. That's frightening to these people, and also we should think about Mark's gospel itself. So. All the Gospels, you know, they're they're meant for all of us, but each one had a particular audience. Um, Especially among the synoptics, we have Luke's Gospels, mostly meant for the Gentile people, Matthew is meant for the Jewish people, and Mark's is meant for the kind of the the recent converts to Christianity who are currently under persecution, um, primarily in Rome under Nero. They're being put to death in, in horrific ways. And here they are hearing the Lord saying, you must bear your cross. They knew what that meant. That was the worst possible, most horrifying way of being put to death in the ancient world. Um, just the, the torture and the horror of that. And the Lord is saying, it's not, it's not a metaphor then. It's not a, a turn of phrase then. It's an actual thing, being crucified, bearing your cross. Because before someone was crucified, they would carry their cross to this. I mean, to add insult to injury, you're going to carry the means of your own death to your death. Um, so they see that and they know he's serious. He's talking about a real commitment to it here, Um, and he's asking us, are you ready to do that? In one way or another, all of us are going to have some type of our cross to bear. We can look at it a little more metaphorically now. We're going to have some type of cross to bear. We're going to have some type of suffering in our life. It could be a health crisis. It could be persecution. It could be financial. It could uh, Whatever it might be, we're all going to have something we have to bear that is going to be what the cost of discipleship is. There's two names that come to mind. One is um, a Lutheran pastor named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was not Catholic, he was Lutheran, and he was one of the last people put to death by the Nazis at the end of World War II. And he wrote a book in 1937 called The Cost of Discipleship. And he, he... had what he called costly grace and cheap grace, which are two phrases that we, that, uh, that still resonate today, and, and uh, especially in Catholic circles. So costly grace would be exactly what Jesus is talking about. Grace does not come without suffering. Um, Jesus himself is the son of the Father who had to pay this incalculable price for our freedom. So we cannot expect that the graces we expect to receive through our faith to come without cheaply, um, to say, oh, I want Jesus, but I don't want to change. I want the graces, but I want to hold on to my old way of life. Jesus is very clearly saying, no, 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 that's that's not what we're doing. You will, you have to change completely for that. Another name comes to mind is uh, uh, not a Christian at all, uh, a Jewish man from the 20th century, Milton Friedman. Milton, Milton Friedman was an economist um, who did not create the phrase, but he popularized the phrase, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And he all, another similar phrase was, all debts are paid. He was famous for saying that, which is everything has got to be paid for. Maybe it's not you doing it, maybe it's somebody else doing it. So we have our own suffering. And if we take that suffering and waste that suffering, well, it's a waste. But we, ha- we can add our suffering to the sufferings of Christ on the cross in, in, in what we call redemptive suffering. And that is... That's part of, it's adding to the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made. We can add our suffering for the, for the, uh, the intentions of, of anyone, for the, for the souls in purgatory, for our families, for people we don't know, people who never pray, people who don't have anybody to pray for them. Our suffering should never be something we throw away. Jesus suffered. Jesus did not pay for anything with a lot of money or with um, his political influence, or, or he paid for it with his blood. He paid for it with his suffering, so our own suffering—we have to—that we will have in life—we have to see is something we have to contribute to our faith, so that we can we can win souls. Um, but I get the takeaway here is our we we have we have to bring our our faith to other people, and we have to realize that nowhere in the words of Scripture are we promised that it's going to be easy to follow Christ. We have to follow him. It's the same, same word in Greek. Now, I, I, in Greek. I think here we have uh, two, um, uh, two, two different words being used. Um, to come after me, you must follow me. But it's, it's the same word. To do what I'm doing, to, to, to be my disciple, you must discipline yourself. You must align your will to my will. And that's, that's, a, that's a tall order. Um, so we have to ask ourselves, are we doing that? Are we ready to do that? Do we have, so every day we should recommit ourselves to our baptismal promises so that we can be good disciples of Jesus Christ.